Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Armando Castagnieri, and Armando's family estate is Tenuto Sant'Antonio, and you are in the Veneto region of North East Italy. Welcome, Armando. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for this opportunity. So which, what are the main wines that your estate produces? We are a producer from uh, Verona. Uh, we are in uh, Illasi Valley, in the east area, where finish the Suave area and start the Valpolicella area. So you have both Suave and Valpolicella. Exactly, exactly. We, my father produced grapes always for a long time. He sold the grapes at the wine cooperative. I and the other three brothers, we started in 1995. We decided to, to produce a wine. And are you yeah. the boss because you're the eldest? Exactly. You have all the responsibility. <laughs> The unique problem is we are the I'm the oldest. <laughs> so if it goes right, all the brothers say, "Hey, we did it together." If it goes wrong, oh, Armando he uh, made a mistake. No, uh, fortunately we have a really nice uh, relationship uh, with the respect uh, everyone uh, different uh, roles inside the, the winery. So let's go through the wines. Let's, should we start with the Suave whites? Yes. So yes. do you make like Cru Suave or just blended exactly. Suave? Exactly. We have um, one uh, Cru. Uh, or single vineyards because grow it is a French word, no? Monte Ceriani, it is a small um, uh, production, it is about uh, six hectares. Where in the future, uh, when uh, our consortium already delimited some uh, specific area, we can say this is uh, the Monte Ceriani vineyards. What's special about the terroir that the soil type? The terroir it is volcanic. The wine, the, the variety most important, it is a Garganega. We can use also some small quantity of a Trebbiano di Soave, but a Garganega is the most important. The expression of the wine, it is a really mineral because the soil is a volcanic. So is it is it dark soil? Is it yellowy soil? Dark, 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 exactly. Okay. Dark. And is that, and what is the altitude again, sorry? We are about 200 meters above sea level. The direction of the vineyards it is a south uh, west and um, we have some vineyards uh, traditional pergola veronese and some vineyards uh, recently more recently in uh, Guillaume method what's the difference in terms of the cost of managing a pergola vineyard which is like an overhead mm. vineyard and uh, in Italian they call it spalliera which yeah. is just like a yeah. classic sort of Bordeaux style yeah. training system yeah. honestly 20 years ago when we started to produce a wine uh, in my idea we were convinced you know Guillaume it was better but in uh, our variety a local variety like uh, Garganega in uh, Pergola Veronese uh, at the end uh, is not so expensive and uh, the production probably sometimes is better especially in the last few years ago where the climate is changed. So because you've got this overhead shade haven't you you've got uh, because it's a pergola exactly you're having the leaves the, at the pergola top. there is the, the leaf uh, creating um, a protection than the sun during the hour must uh, hot temperature during the hottest period exactly, exactly. 
Milan. Let's move on to Amarone. Yes, we have uh, two different places. One is uh, then Monte Ceriani, one is uh, Monte Garbi. It is not so far than uh, this place, the, the other area, but the soil is uh, completely different. Monte Garbi? Monte Garbi. Monte it is, um, it oh. means Monte, Manta. Garbi it is an expression typical dialect language of Venetia. It means sour, arid. Poor. The soil is so arid, so limestone, chalk, completely white. For we are in the top of the hill, about 300 meters above sea level, and for 250 meters go down, it is always so. It was in the million years ago, it was an ocean. Then are sediment, no? Marine Creative, sediment. Exactly. In this case, uh, we produce our policella. Then uh, our variety, in this case, uh, three ma- mandatory uh, variety. It is uh, Corvina, Veronese, Corvinone, and Rondinella. We can use also another small quantity of other variety from Verona, local variety, and we rediscover Oseleta and Croatina, two uh, historic quality grapes, not used in the past because uh, they produce a low quantity for plants, but uh, improved the color and the tanning. Many producers, many uh, consumers made a question, why not Molinara? Because Molinara, it was one of the variety in the past used uh, mandatory. Molinara is a nice variety, but it, it is generous, produce a lot, and it is always a little pink, not so black. Then uh, if you want to, to produce a wine with a nice color, probably Croatina Osaleta for us is better. Then this is our choice. Do you think as consumers, uh, consumer trend, change that may be slightly moving away from these very darkly coloured wines that we've had maybe for say the last 20 years trying to copy the Bordeaux model do you think Molinara has a future though in, in Valpolicella? But I think uh, it is always an opportunity depending on the producer what uh, he wanted to do wanted, wanted to, to create it today I think the market is so open then uh, it's possible to think everywhere then uh, why not uh, in my idea, Molinara could be interesting for uh, lighter wine, aperitivo, aperitivo wine. rosé, mm-hmm. also rosé, because uh, in the past uh, my father told me Molinara give the wine saltiness. Salting, yeah? every, every variety gives uh, the wine some characteristic. It's, a, its own character. It, it's clear, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, the market loved wine a little richer, a little with a color in more intensive, you know? But today, there are, there is, um, I think, uh, some uh, new sensation, you know? The people, many young produce, uh, consumer want to drink a wine lighter, fresher, also without a not darker color, you no? Know? Then it could be another, uh, another opportunity okay let's have some food matches what is your favorite dish with a suave suave it is a fantastic wine for me because uh, it is possible to drink to to drink with a different uh, food i think uh, okay fish it, it, it is too easy but uh, other like uh, for me carpaccio you know, rice uh, risotto exactly exactly it is a wine where it's possible to drink one glass more because it's not too aromatic no it is a mineral then uh, sometime uh, I had the opportunity to drink with uh, some uh, shellfish <laughs> yes it is a wine for me for to drink with uh, many many occasions and a, a, nor- a Valpolicella normale Valpolicella normale it is, smiling, a, it is a, no it is a nice uh, nice uh, question because um, personally it is a fantastic from, from Salumi because it d- depended the, the style of Valpolicella 
in our case uh, recently we changed completely our Valpolicella oh, we yeah. wanted to come back at the origin of Valpolicella light 12.5 alcohol a little spicy with the, the expression of the pepper then where it's possible to drink uh, yes with the, the, the roast beef uh, pasta for me is not so okay it, it is too easy but uh, rice uh, also in the summer so do you think Valpolicella is rediscovering its uh, mojo its original yeah the original style was this everyday easy to drink exactly wine and then it got a bit kind of um, I have to choose my words very carefully here kind of Bordeaux when, when, yeah. when I started to produce a wine I remember 20 years ago uh, we, we loved the, the wine full body you know rich honestly I don't know if uh, today I'm uh, older <laughs> than I prefer Pinot Noir style similar wine no? then we study in our winery for two or three years how is possible to create a wine similar because uh, Valpolicella it is uh, for me a wine uh, the people don't know reality Valpolicella DOC no Ripasso no Amarone but uh, when we are in the area if the youngest wine is not popular for me is not uh, so important it's true Amarone is Amarone is clear but uh, when you go in the restaurant many times uh, I I love uh, to drink uh, a glass of wine fresh uh, easy drinking without but not uh, classic uh, a little sweet uh, light wine no but with a personality wine but savory you mean exactly yeah so like, like sort of a, like almost like a picnic wine yep. exactly, exactly okay for Amarone Amarone it is a nice question it is a it's clear our wine must uh, important uh, I love the world the people love this wine because it is a uh, really around uh, fruity it's important I think uh, remember how the evolution we had in 20 years in this uh, in this case we are a younger producer because we have only 20 years of uh, history in the past we didn't produce a wine when we decided what the the, the, the style you wanted to produce it was not uh, easy but uh, in uh, many years we made uh, some experience at the end uh, today many producer love uh, a style of uh, amarone full body a little around sweet you know with an expression of the fruity a little jammy uh, is that your style no we prefer to go in another way where the balance first it is our research then create a balance from residual sugar not too sweet not too alcoholic 15 degrees of alcohol not 16 17 but the elazi valley where you are is known to be a little bit cooler isn't it is that correct the elazi valley where you are is known to be a little bit cooler yes so you have yes, that advantage yes 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 then uh, and food matches yes the food uh, when I say we'd like to create a style more balanced it is because in our idea it was uh, create a wine for to drink with the food because many times when the wine is a little too sweet the food it is uh, only cheese honestly or to drink alone after dinner yeah, sweet no? amaroni with yeah, cheese exactly, or just yeah, exactly. on its own when you create a wine more balanced or more acidity uh, with an expression of the fruity fresh not jammy it's possible to use the wine with a meat with a beef uh, or simple steak it's not important to have a particular dish uh, so elaborate you know sometimes the people say it's difficult to use amarone in factory uh, with the food because uh, it's very uh, when, exactly then in this case I think 
it's possible to create an interesting uh, connection from Amarone, more dry, and uh, and uh, and the food. And finally, you make a ricotta di suave. Ricotta it is uh, the wine for the people love this specific style of wine. I love uh, in our case we don't produce every years, but only in the best years, then every three or four years. So is, it, is it all garganica or not? No, no, ricotta over valpolicella in our case. Okay, sorry. Uh, then uh, the blend is similar to Marone, but uh, dried one month, dried one month more, four months instead of three months. Um, so your Ricciotti di Amarone, is that on the drier side or on the sweeter side? It enters, when tasted the wine, enters sweet, uh, finish dry. This is a really nice Ricciotto because uh, when it's too sweet, uh, for me, it's not interesting. But it's better when you taste the wine, the sensation it is uh, sweet, but at the end, uh, the, it is tannic. Then uh, there is a fantastic um, connection with uh, also food. First, also chocolate, no? Dark chocolate is uh, fantastic, or dried, uh, dried sweet. Uh, fruit? Uh, fruit, yeah. exactly. So yeah. what, so draw up uva passa or no? Or, uh, I don't know, uva passa, no. no, I didn't usually... Like what, dried apricots or...? Yes, yes, could be, could yeah. be interesting, yeah. yeah. Sure. Prunes? Uh, prunes, yeah. So dried prunes. Exactly. So yeah. you have that with your recciotto di vapocella? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you eat then? Is that what you do as yeah, the other sure. Yeah, sure. And any other, any other dried fruit with that? Uh, do your brothers think you're a bit crazy sometimes? <laughs> yes, yeah? yes. Because you look like, you like, I mean, you, you love your food as much as you love your wine, is that... That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Are you the better? You the best chef of the of the brothers? No. Don't be bashful. No. Don't, don't like, be modest. I, I like to eat, but not <laughs> not to cook. Not to cook. No. Okay, so you can spend more time at the table. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, you're a tactician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always knew you in in Italy like lui furbo. Lui furbo. Exactly. 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 <laughs> By furbo, it's uh, intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> you're strategic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get to the table first. Everyone else does all the work. <laughs> nice one. Okay, I want to say thanks to my guest today, Armando Castagnetti. Armando said he didn't speak English. You know, as you can see that he does. He's a man of many talents and a great personality as well. And uh, the Elazi Valley is often um, overlooked, I think, in uh, in your region. And uh, if you go there, you should go to the Elazi Valley and not ignore it and go and see Armando. Very nice to have you on the show. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, you're only going to get one. <laughs> We're not going to have you back. Okay. Thank you very much. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.